Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Welcome. Today we have most of the Wisdom Talk Radio gang together to share ideas to help you find peace amidst chaos. You know, chaos can be external, like when you're preparing to head out of town on a business trip and your youngest starts throwing up and your spouse is already headed out the door and your office keeps repeatedly calling you for who knows what. Chaos can also be emotional turmoil, a kind of crisis within. But the truth is, chaos is also the beginning of all creation. Out of chaos comes manifestation. I'm Laurie Seymour from The Baca Journey. And I'm Carolyn Turner with the Carolyn Turner Company. And I'm Sabrina Fritz with Living in Alignment. I'm Gifanjali Hemp, founder of Centara System. I'm Aparna Sane with AparnaSane.com. So with so much going on in the world that could create a feeling of unease, just change in general can do that. How do you each relate to this? How do you relate to finding peace amidst all of the change that's going on? Well, Lori, I can tell you for me, when I'm in the midst of great change in my personal life or something unexpected comes up, oftentimes it can throw me out of my alignment where I find my peace most times. And some, if I don't take the time to recognize and notice it and observe it from a grounded place, I will quickly get swept up like a tornado throwing me out and ejecting me (laughs) into the ethers of the universe. And it's not always easy. I know that for me, sometimes um, when I was helping my husband build his studio and we were doing all this hard manual labor in addition to my full-time job and care for my kids and the house, and it was clearly one of the most stressful periods of my life. I recognized that out of that chaos came manifestation of a beautiful studio and a business and a source of income for our family and a place where people could get great art and enjoy that for the rest of their lives. So you sometimes have to go through that change and that uncomfortable feeling and be present with it, not actually avoid it but find ways to do it from that grounded place where you're still caring for yourself through the process. For me, chaos is deeply inspiring. I really, I really do believe it is the foundation of all, of all change or the beginning of all change. And um, I, I see things both internally and externally. There's this way that sometimes in order for something new to be born, the old kind of has to be shaken out. And taken down and I see this just in a really mundane way sometimes people are uh, we have a hard time with sickness you know just regular flus and colds and things like that and I think that that's a really nice small example of chaos and how it can kind of show up and help reorganize things and 
sometimes, you know, I've seen this with my children when they get sick and, you know, they get a fever or they get a cold. And I see what happens when they're in this deep restful period. And when they emerge from the sickness, they're really transformed. There's some developmental leap that's happened. They've changed in mm -hmm. some way. And for myself, when I get sick, I know there's sometimes a time when I just can't track and think and hold things in the way that I was before. And so when I come out from being sick, there's a way that there's a new clarity or perspective that begins to emerge. And I love what Sabrina was saying, that I do think there's a way that if we lean into the experience and we surrender to it, there's a way that it can move much more quickly and much more gracefully if we really allow ourselves to be connected to the truth of who we are through the process and stay present with what's unfolding and what's arising for us. I think that these, these passages through times of chaos can happen actually really gracefully and quite easily and land us on a new shore in a way that's beyond what we could have possibly conceived of or planned or constructed for ourselves. This is Carolyn. I was just gonna say, I think that's so beautifully said because I find for myself that Sometimes if I find myself in a time of chaos, if I'm resisting it, if I'm thinking, oh, this shouldn't be happening, I wish it wasn't happening, it shouldn't be like that, that that just makes it so much worse. Whereas if I do acknowledge, oh, this is happening, you know, that it really is, that then there's an ease that comes with, with that, with all of the learnings that you were just talking about, with all of the things all of what needs to change or what needs to be born can happen then if I'm not resisting it because it's the resisting that really causes the pain. This is Aparna. I think for me, it, I always go back to the work situations where in a day, a lot of things can feel like chaos. We call it putting out some fires. So as you look at your work day, uh, and, and I've experienced this many times personally, is we tend to put out a lot of fires. And then at the end of the day, it leaves us with a feeling of stress and kind of, especially on a Monday is considered like the high chaos day. And, uh, um, you know, so I always personally think that it's really important to feel that sense of, of grounding and that peace that resonates within all of us. And in the midst of it, it's very hard to kind of get to that place. But sometimes it's important to just kind of catch our breath. So it's important to, as we learn in a lot of uh, Vipassana and a lot of meditation classes, it's important to just breathe and acknowledge our breath when we are in the midst of what we consider to be chaos or putting out fires or challenges. And the minute we can reconnect and re-engage with that breath and that feeling of just kind of that connection within ourselves comes to play, that's when we feel a sense of being settled, get back to our grounding place, and kind of a calm that can then allow us to be more transformative. That's perfectly said, Aparna, I love that. Um, I'm with how there's behind me on the top of my building today, there's some drilling going on that you all might hear. And that could, of course, create a sense of, um, oh, what are people going to hear behind me, and a little concern, and uh, and, and that in and of itself is a kind of chaos, um, or could be. And a part of what you were just saying about staying with the breath and how crucial, critical that is, it gives, it gives us that ability to start to build what I think of as inner resilience. 
you know, we're all so good about getting our exercise and going to the gym or maybe not so good. And that's how we build our body's resilience. But building our inner resilience is, is critical to being able to deal with all the change that's going on. I know that so many people that I'm speaking to right now are concerned about what's happening politically. Um, we have many changes that are, are underway or about to be underway. And as we go inside, though, we have the ability to, to recognize that is change, that's going on, and who am I amidst all of that? And as I connect in with my own breath, my own body, my own feeling body, then I'm able to better, better um, address anything that's external because I don't get, have to get thrown so easily. I'm not thrown so easily by what's coming at me. And when I am thrown, I just can, I can recognize that. I can say, oh, that's what's happening. And I can stop for a moment, pause, take some breaths, because I've taken the time to recognize and not just keep pushing myself through whatever the, the upset is. Well, I love that, Lori and Aparna. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of the breath. And when I do get into um, a state of maybe more overwhelm, if I'm being swept up by the change or things are, that are happening outside externally around me, I have adopted um, Dory's little philosophy from Finding Nemo of just keep swimming. But instead I say, <laughs> just keep breathing, just keep breathing, <laughs> because that's all I can do in that moment is find my breath, find my calm and find my center and move forward in a clearer, more authentic manner. And yeah, because it is amazing, isn't it? What the breath gives us. It's because it, we do it all the time, even without thinking about it. But that moment of having a conscious breath of, I love the song, the, the reference to Dory. I think that's perfect because it is, it's just keep breathing, just keep breathing. And in that, then something shifts inside Whereas what may look chaotic on the outside, then all of a sudden, like there's a little path that starts opening up through it. And you begin to see, oh, there's where I need to go. That's what I need to do. And it doesn't feel so overwhelming, but it is. I agree. The breath. It's like the key to so many things. In, in the work that I do, one of the cornerstones is we talk about it as finding stability in the context of accelerated change. And in my perspective, you know, there's a way that we collectively, our consciousness as humanity is going through a process of evolution and shifting and changing. And that change is chaotic or can be at times. And so how do we find stability within that? And so we have a whole lot of teachings around that, but one of the biggest pieces with it is definitely the breath and definitely coming into our direct experience in a very, very real way and one of the things that we can do is also follow the pleasure and there's a lot in in neuroscience and neurobiology around this and we can really anchor ourselves and get into out of a flight or flight state and kind of come into a more peaceful state and recalibrate ourselves if we can find what's pleasurable in any moment and that truthfully in almost any moment we can find even if it's just the tip of our pinky finger or the way the sunlight's landing on <laughs> the trees on the leaves outside, we can find something that, that evokes a sense of pleasure in us. And if we can connect to that and begin to grow it, 
and begin to weave a web in our experience and our both internal and external reality in any given moment, if we can find what's pleasurable and grow that, we tend to really settle. And I think we're conditioned a lot of the time to follow what's not right or to follow what's uncomfortable and again, to go into that resistance state. But if we can choicefully through mindfulness, recognize what is and really see it in all of its detail and find the beauty within that. And so I really think beauty and pleasure are just really, um, not acknowledged for the true magic and medicine that they can really be. And it's a really simple thing that all of us have access to at any moment in time. Mm -hmm. And so really cultivating that awareness, I feel like really brings a great deal of stability and grace into our lives. Julie, I love that. I think that, um, (laughs) you know, pleasure is definitely a, a wonderful thing to shoot for. But what I also love about it is the, fact that we can tune into just the present moment so there's a lot of um, mindfulness-based teachings that talks a lot about well be in the present you know be in the present and then as I um, host my workshops and so forth people always say well how do we do that and this is a really good example of you know in the midst of chaos just to kind of center yourself with your breath and just be in that moment that you're in and then if that moment allows you to flourish into a state of pleasure or if you can reach for a pleasurable thought or moment within that that is amazing and that's beautiful but even if you can't get there even if you can just acknowledge the moment for what it is this moment um, that you're in and I think that that alone is a really good way of practicing uh, mindful awareness and uh, mindfulness. And I also love the fact that now Apple has this watch that allows you to every, every 15 minutes, if you want, or every hour, you can kind of beep yourself into and bring yourself into the present moment. And if you're doing it consciously, if you can associate that with a pleasurable thought, um, that would go that much further and really lead to having a very kind of stress-free. And imagine if you could just have a day of just smiling through it. I mean, that would be phenomenal. And people would really, um, other people would really benefit as much as you yourself would benefit from something like that. Well, something else that occurs to me that's kind of along those lines is, is humor and laughter. And, and I'm going to tie that into something that doesn't seem like it fits on the surface, but that is to be able to hold a big picture of what's happening. And that might not be something that we think of automatically and often isn't, uh, but it's that way of saying, okay, if I take a really big view of this. Like if I imagine I'm looking at this from, you know, standing outside the world and I'm seeing this as part of this whole big picture, whatever the this is, there's something in that of allowing us to be witness to it. The, the witness that, that is not caught up in whatever it is that's happening. And our breath can certainly take us there. Being with our breath can certainly take us there. And when I look at something from that big view, I see it as part of that whole cycle of creation, which starts with something that is unformed and we could call chaotic. 
and then slowly move, moves into something that starts into manifestation. And I can also have a sense of humor about it. It's like, oh my goodness, this isn't the end of the world. You know, if I don't make this flight to get to my meeting, the world is not going to end. And I'm okay, the people around me are okay, and let me just take a breath and appreciate what is here in this present moment that I'm able to. Yeah, I agree, Lori, wholeheartedly that laughter is such um, an icebreaker. It d definitely helps to elevate the uh, vibration in which you're currently in, especially if you're emotionally attached to things, perhaps the way they were or the way they should be. <laughs> and I, cracking a joke is just one of the quickest ways to help me move through that because it does bring my awareness back to what's truly important in life. And that is where the observation can begin of that bird's eye perspective in which you see or spoke about, Lori, that, you know, it's not always about me. What's happening around me isn't about me. And sometimes those unforeseen delays are actually blessings in disguise that are preventing you from getting into onto the plane that has a, a crash or getting through traffic at a quicker route that puts you into harm's way in some sort of way. So we always have to trust that the things that are happening are for the highest good. We just need to find the blessings in them through that observation. Yeah. And Sabrina, I think that's so beautifully said that it's true. You know, and in that moment, I think that the, the key is in that moment is surrendering that moment uh, in the traffic when you know you're going to be late or there's something happening and surrendering to that because if there's nothing you can do about it right the fretting about it the anxiety about it it doesn't help at all and if there is something you can do about it well then you can do it you know and then you're moving or you're or something's happening because I do think it's the way that we think about these things that often gets in the way of actually feeling the sense of flow, the sense of, you know what, it's all okay. It's all okay. It's not the way I want it. It's not the way I thought it was going to be. But you know what? It's all okay. I'm still here and things are still moving, just not the way I thought they were going to. So I'm taking a different route and that's okay. I really appreciate that, Carolyn, because it has within it um, the surrender but not passivity, you know, because you're still right. surrendering right. what is and, and, and to, to how the situation is. And then you're also seeing, well, is there something else I'm needing to do? Which surrendering yeah. allows that to arise where fighting against it never does. Yeah. And I, I and it, it, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's also something about, you know, when, when there is chaos, when something, when the rug does get pulled out from under you, when things change and don't go the way you think they're going to. And I think, I think many people can relate to that in the, in the bigger world situation mm -hmm. <laughs> in ways. I think that there, it's important to acknowledge the shift and to, to take the time to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. So like to really take the time to see what comes next um, and to be with whatever feelings are arising, to not push them away or aside, but to really feel, you know, 
whatever that brings up for you. Because a lot of the time, whatever it is, when the rug get pull, get, gets pulled out from under us, there, I think there's a sense of anxiety or fear that comes up because we do like being in control. And so really sitting mm-hmm. with that and tending to that and allowing, because that becomes the healing and the gift that the chaos is inviting us into is to get to know ourselves more deeply and to find a greater level of trust, connection, and security in the things that are unshakable. And those things are, are not the external world, but are, you know, I think kind of what Lori was talking about, about our, our deep resiliency, our resiliency mm-hmm. of spirit and perspective. And it's, there are opportunities, really. I love the thought of uh, surrender as a whole. I think that, um, you know, in life, I mean, there's always this need to try and control and, um, you know, and that's one reason why we, we tend to feel like uh, there's a lot of chaos because we're trying to control a situation or control traffic or control everything that's happening throughout the day. But if we kind of breathe into that surrender or just even allow that surrender to take place because we really are beings here experiencing uh, that gift that we call life. But um, if we truly surrender to what it is, what is um, that's when we can really wake up to some of the, the beauty that surrounds us. Something as simple as like nature, or if you allow yourself in the midst mm. of chaos to take your thoughts to the air or the, or the nice weather or the breeze or whatever you're experiencing, it then takes you into a whole another level of surrendering and also sometimes gratitude, which can be a really good way to ease into and shift our mood to where we're laughing and smiling and having fun. Thanks, Aparna. Thanks to our listeners for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page. Just look for Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.